Welcome to the newest episode of the Rambling Bout Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Nick Pearl, and this episode is going to be a little different than the prior two that we've had so far, and I'll get into that shortly. But the first thing I want to bring up is Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you all had a great day. I know my day was not very eventful. <laughs> I bought my own candy. I laid on the couch with my dog, didn't even get to sleep late, which would have been fantastic. And then I went to work. And that was it. That was my day. Literally nothing happened. I saw my family. We had a good time. I was able to bring home some goodies for my family that I gave as Valentine's Day gifts. If you call expired over-the-counter items from the pharmacy that I work at gifts for free because I'm a cheap man. I did get them candy too. But I also bought it for myself. So besides the point, the second thing I want to get into before we get going here is YouTube is really annoying with copyright issues with my video version of the podcast. So going forward from here, it's mainly going to be on Instagram. YouTube will be getting a version of the podcast. It's just not going to be the exact version that Instagram has. This episode, like I said before, is different than the others because I'm actually not doing this one on my own. I have somebody coming on, and you may have heard me talk about him before. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is a very special episode of the Rambling About Wrestling podcast. So today, I actually have a guest. This is the first time we've ever had somebody else on my podcast. And this guy is more than ready to be on the podcast. So let me introduce to you someone you may have heard from the first episode of when we went to the Madison Square Garden holiday show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my cousin, Eamon. How are we doing? What, what Thank you great... for having me. <laughs> <laughs> what a great introduction. We're going. All it's right. not like we were talking the entire day. Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't... <laughs> So what we are going to be talking about is I have some things that I need to bring to Eamon's attention. We will get into Dynamite because we just watched and we want to talk about it. Insane. Before we get into this, Eamon, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Did you watch NXT? I did not, but I saw some highlights. What kind of highlights did you see? I saw we have new tag champions from a good tag team that I like in the uh, the, the Wolf Dogs. I think they're called the Wolf Dogs. Yes, you like them as champions. I do. I I think they're very good. They had a really good run in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Um, but I'm confused what Braun Breaker is still doing in NXT. But I'm all for it. Yeah, I think they're a great tag team. I think Tony D and Stacks. This is the second time they lost the belts, right? I think they lost it once before. I think so. They had like a, they had a, did they have a quick short run with it? They had a, something like that. I, I don't even, I couldn't tell you, you know, it's hard for me to remember those titles, but I think the Wolf Dogs, they're going to be great champions. This is actually Baron Corbin's first title reign in seven years. Can you believe that? What was his last reign? Was the might have been. Championship? United States? Mm. I don't know. Was he Intercontinental? He might have been. I don't know. But this is this is good for Corbin. This is the best his character's been in a very long time. 
him and Breaker, they have that chemistry, which you need to have. And I mean, I think Breaker should be off of NXT. But for the time being, I guess this is just a payoff to them, you know, putting in a lot of work. I guess are they kind of using him, I guess, like they're trying to incorporate guys like it to NXT and the main roster like they do with Dragon Lee, where he, he comes in and has matches. Dominic Mysterio had a um, North American championship run on NXT, but also brought it to the main roster. So I think it's a good idea to have him. You know, still appear in NXT, promote that brand. You could show up on SmackDown with the NXT Tag Team Championships. Hey, kind of, you know, watch NXT on Tuesday. It's a pretty good show, which it is a good show. Most of the time, it's a good show, but there are some things that happen that I I don't even. Sometimes I just got to turn it off. But... <laughs> 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 That's all we'll say. But speaking of NXT, we have new tag champs, but there was. A women's champion, I think it was a women's championship match that they were filming for a future episode of NXT. And we had the the current champion, Lyra Valkyria. I love her. She's been great since NXT UK. I'm glad they're giving her this opportunity. And she was having this matchup against Shotzi. Shotzi, apparently there was a freak accident and Shotzi injured her knee pretty badly. I don't know to the extent, but Eamon, I got to ask you, how many people... In NXT and the main roster have had knee injuries in the last like year. There's been a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of injuries. Seth, I think Seth Rollins has some, uh, has an injury. Um, now Shotzi has an injury um, with the knee. Of course, Adam Cole tore his ACL. Not ACL. Something with the knee. I think meniscus is some shit like that. Actually, oh, I, I think cur- it was his ankle. Can I curse on this? <laughs> i'll have to bleep you we're trying to keep this pg yeah. um but no there's been there's been a lot of injuries lately to the the wb roster um but Even Shotzi, the, the, the performance center there's a bunch of women it, there too so ruka she I heard just returned knee. though she just came back nikita lyons i don't remember what her problem was it might have been her knee as well i think it was her knee um no, and she she uh, was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber. Did you see who she got replaced with? Yes, this is what we're going to get into. It's what my segue is. So Shotzi was supposed to be in a qualifying matchup against, I believe it was Tiffany, right? Uh, I think it was Shotzi versus Tiffany. Okay. So they changed it because, you know, Tiffany's a heel, Shotzi's a face, then you got the other two women, Naomi's a face, Selena's a face. They had to switch up some of the matchups. So now replacing Shotzi is Alba Fire, who was not in the Royal Rumble. You had her tag team partner. Um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking? Isla Dawn was in the Rumble instead of Alba. So you got Alba Fire versus the returning Naomi. And you have Tiffany Stratton now going up against Zelina Vega. Both of these matches are going to be great. As long as they're given some time. But I don't think anybody thinks that Zelina or Alba are going to win. It's obviously going to be Naomi and Tiffany. They were in the final six of the Rumble. You agree? It's con- yes. It's confusing, though, that they have Alba Fire in there, which she's a great wrestler, was great in NXT UK. Um, but they don't have Jade Cargill in it, who had a really big spot in the Rumble. And had a great performance. Obviously everybody knows her from AEW and she 
actually was a big ratings draw for AEW. Whenever her matches were on, she'd get a you know a, a nice ratings bump for the Dynamite or Rampage that she was on. But it's it's confusing why she's not in it. Um, but I I think the match is going to be just fine with Alba Fire in it. They will be having a second chance battle royal though, Eamon. Mm-hmm. And Nick Aldis was saying that there's going to be people need to tune in because there's some stuff that's going to be going down. I could see, even though reports came out earlier today that Jade Cargill was out of the chamber match. She was scheduled to yeah. be in it, then she was out. But now there's more reports coming out saying that, oops, we never said that. Jade Cargill could still very well be in the match. So the reports are saying that they know nothing. So with this battle royal, I would have Jade Cargill enter the battle royal have her literally eliminate everybody, assert her dominance, join the Elimination Chamber matchup, and then you have her get pinned by whoever she's going to be facing at Mania. Have it be Bianca or have it be Tiffany. If you had the opportunity to book Jade Cargill's WrestleMania matchup, who would it be against? Would it be Tiffany or would you hot shot right into Bianca? I think you got a hot shot into Bianca. They they After the Rumble, they had a lot of momentum with her. But um, she hasn't really been doing much and really seen much on TV. So, um, but they could always build a match because they, when she did debut or she they when they announced her signing to the company, it was seen as a really big deal. So, I and she was in a Super Bowl commercial too. So I think that is a pretty big match to put on at WrestleMania, her and uh, Bianca Belair. Um, but. I would also like to see Tiffany as well. I think that would be cool, but I don't think it's going to happen because Tiffany is also coming from NXT and is not as well known on the main roster. But if you put her up against Bianca, that's a big time match. And if you give her the win, you you solidify her as one of your top women stars. Yeah, but at the same point, you're saying Tiffany is not as well known. She did have a feud with Becky Lynch. She was on Raw. She, she has she that did. exposure that Jade never had. She wrestled in WWE. Yes, she's in a uh, in AEW. Yes, she's in a Super Bowl commercial. Mountain Dew, very nice. Jade has been in backstage segments with these women, but she has not wrestled. But whichever way they go with this, I'm fine with. I think Tiffany. I think... This would be great for her, but I think Jade should get the Bianca match at Mania. Yeah, the Bianca match is the bigger match, and she wins that. She's a solidified top superstar because Bianca has been, you know, shown on TV as one of the best women's wrestlers in the company. So if you have her go in WrestleMania and wrestle Bianca and win, you're going to solidify her as one of your biggest stars. The thing, though, with that, Bianca is actually undefeated at WrestleMania. This is the new Undertaker streak. She's like 3-0. and are they so, trying – do you think they're going to try to continue that? Because she did mention that during the press conference. I think they're going to try to continue that. So if you have the Jade match, that – look, I'm fine with Jade losing. She doesn't need to win her first matchup. But I Bianca – I think, I think Bianca's going to have a major – she's going to be the undertaker of the women's division. you got to beat the EST at WrestleMania. You can't spell WrestleMania without EST. And that's going to be her gimmick for the next 15 years. She'll be I, 22 I, and up. I don't know if it would be a good idea to have Jay lose her first singles match, especially at WrestleMania. I don't think that's a great start for her. You're trying to solidify her as one of you know, the big signing that they said she was, and you're going to have her lose at WrestleMania. I mean, in her first match, 
singles match. She's only shown up in the World Rumble as her only WWE match. I, I don't know about that. Well, whichever way they go, I'm excited to sit there and enjoy the ride with you. Mm -hmm. So, this is what we really want to talk about. As long Now that we got that NXT shenanigans <laughs> out of the way, let's get into AEW Dynamite reactions from Valentine's Day. Eamon, they really showed their love to us with this episode, don't you think? Oh my god, yes. It was a very good show from top to bottom with not only great wrestling, but great segments. Uh, where do you want to start? So we, let's just go through the card. I have it pulled up. So the opening matchup, we had Dax Harwood versus John Moxley. A great match. I was concerned they were going to go to a time limit draw, even though they just did it last week. I wasn't sure. But Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler are primarily tag team wrestlers. Every once in a while, they need to have that singles match to show that even though they're in a tag team, they could be pushed into the main event immediately. Harwood definitely held his own yeah. up against Moxley. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I thought it was a great match. Hard hitting. Uh, both of them were hitting each other really hard with the chops and the slaps. Um, and I do think with the the time when we draw last week and Justin Roberts counting down the the clock during the match, it did make me think personally that, hey, this could go to a time limit draw, um, you know, to kind of build this feud up, which I think is good from AEW standpoint is that they keep the fans guessing with there's always a, a chance that it could be a draw. But I thought it was a great match, went down to the wire, went almost, uh, it went like 20 minutes or so, almost 30. Um, you know, a hard-hitting affair, great match to open the show. Um, the crowd loved it too, and I think good finish. Yeah, I like that finish. You know, that's that's how you put over Moxley winning by any means necessary, and you put over Dax Harwood's heart on Valentine's Day. The matchup I want to see coming out of this, they do have a tag match coming up next week on Dynamite. You yes. have FTR versus Moxley and Claudio, but the matchup I really want to see is Claudio and Cash Wheeler. Because those two be are going to go, they're going to go freaking crazy on each other. I would like to see Claudio and Dax too. They, they'd beat the hell out of yes. each other. See, the match, see, even the though they're, each other. that's the other things when two tag teams are feuding, you can get all these other types of variations of the matchups they can have. For the pay per view, I still don't know what Moxley's going to be, his uh, role is going to be. It could be some form of FTR, it could be CMLL. He's literally feuding, like, has like two or three different feuds going on at once. And Brian hasn't even been on TV. The thing is, I don't know, because they have, right now, he's scheduled to appear in CMLL at the end of March in a trios match against some of the big CMLL stars, including Mythico and Blue Panther. Um, and then they have this tag match announced next week. So I don't know what his role in Revolution looks like. Maybe this they do go to a time limit draw next week, or they... Um, there's some shenanigans that go down. I could see a rematch at Revolution, um, but I'm excited to see where this goes. I thought the ending was very good with the attack, very vicious attack, actually, from Claudio and Mox on both FFTR. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, they, they left me wanting more, and that's all I can ever ask. So from here, I don't have the exact order. I, I do have a graphic that they posted. So we'll go into Tony Storm's Newest film premiere of Wet Ink. 
Eamon? So, uh, just to be correct, it, it, she got a duck tattoo on her ankle. No, that is incorrect. She's had the duck tattoo for years. Her and Diana, oh, no, no, oh, you're right, you're right. The they they had this duck tattoo had. together. Yes. Yeah. So what what was the new tattoo? Tony Storm got it looked like a sword that was going through the duck tattoo, killing God, their friendship. Mm. So they had this. I thought it was very entertaining. This short film in black and white. And it's Tony is just insane. I think she's on the. This is the best character she's had in a very long time. And all Deanna, the Tony wants Deanna to talk and talk. Deanna goes, "Look, this is enough. I want to fight you right now. So we have some time till the pay per view. They could do some a little bit more to build to this. But they I'm ready two for more this weeks matchup. Of television. Two more weeks of television, and I'm ready for this matchup. I think this has been their best built women's feud they've had in AEW. I agree. Um, this has been a good feud top to bottom, you know, tying in real life relationships between the two women. And we both know they can go. We, Deanna showed an impact or, or TNA now that it is <clears throat> that they that she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. In my opinion, she's top five, top ten. I think she's incredible. technically yes. great. But I would like to see an kind of old school approach, which I think we're going to get because they mentioned that they want to see the old Tony Storm. I think we could get a banger match if they give them 20 minutes. I don't want a usual AEW pay-per-view 10-minute women's match. I want a 20-minute match between these two women. They could tear the house down. I would say you can put this, especially with the news of Mercedes, her contract apparently had some type of clause, allegedly, that there's got to be two women's, at least two women's segments on every show. And they all need to be given time. So I would say you have this matchup actually open the pay-per-view. I could see this opening the pay-per-view. I also saw some online discourse on X that they should have Will Ospreay. Well, <laughs> we could get into this now <laughs> because I don't know. I, 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 a majority of people like this, but the match announced is Will Ospreay versus Kenoste Takeshita, which... <laughs> I mean, as a fan <laughs> of both men, this, this is, is this is a juicy crazy. Then this match, so we'll, this was supposed to happen on a Ring of Honor pay per view, and then Osprey got hurt. Yes, no, uh, was it Osprey? I, I, I don't think he got hurt. I think he just couldn't make the show because he had prior other commitments. It just wasn't going to work. But what, whatever um, it was, at least we're getting it now. We're getting it now, and. It, it makes some type of storyline sense to the fact that they're both members of Don Cow's family and, you know, Don wants them to verse each other. I think there will be some beef. Maybe this is like Will Ospreay's exit from uh, the Don Cow's family or maybe the start of a long-term feud or maybe this strengths the Don Cow's family. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm really excited for this match. I don't think they're going to go full out because I think they – going to try to save this for another match they're going to try to maybe do a couple of these but i think i'm really excited about this um will osprey is should be on next week's maybe not the week after because he still has one more independent date with rev pro against michael oku which again i'm gonna watch that's gonna be really good i will be watching but, as um, well. <laughs> but um yeah so i think next week we could see will osprey 
uh, come and officially start with AEW, but I am incredibly excited for this matchup. If anything, we get a vignette from him. He doesn't have to oh, actually, yeah. actually be on the show. I don't think he actually steps foot on the show until the pay-per-view. No. Yeah, I... I it, uh, maybe. I they, In his promo in the cut at full gear, he said he's going to be on the road to revolution. So I do yeah. think they're going to do a couple, t- like a TV segment or two to kind of build this match. They, I think they should cut a, a promo. But um, even if not, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be good, is all I can say. And we're going to be eating well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So let's just, I'm going out of order, like I said. The EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson against Top Flight. This is, I think, their fourth or fifth encounter they've had on TV. And I, I didn't even notice this during the match. The Young Bucks didn't hit any super kicks. No. Uh, good match. Uh, I they they renamed the their finisher to the EVP trigger, which I think is really cool, and they still wore the white suits with Sting and Darby Allen's blood as the ring attire. I wonder if they're going to continue to wear that. Um, I think it's a great look. They should. To, yes, I I think this new character revamp by the Young Bucks, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, <laughs> are <laughs> I think it's really good. And the match was great. Um, they started from the top where Justin Roberts did not say uh, Matthew Nicholas Jackson. And they had to, you know, kind of push him and say, that's our names. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about the Young Bucks. This new character where they're just pushing themselves to the top with the rankings makes total sense. Even though they've only had two matches this year. Um but uh, it's about the quality but, of their opponents, Eamon. And then the segment after this was remarkable. The promo from Darby Allen. He cut a really good promo about how the Young Bucks forgot why they started AEW, the motto to change the world. And then that they they uh, in an interview that they did when they resigned said. That oh we you know we 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 get to spend more time with our families it's a lighter schedule, all that kind of stuff and Darby said that he begged to join AEW and that he wasn't even on the first show and the Young Bucks always push their friends to be on the show on the first Dynamite Brandon Cutler was on the show and Darby wasn't and uh, you know it, it kind of pushing a narrative that it's all about pushing their friends. Um, you know, to the top and not guys like Darby Allen. And he also mentioned Cody Rhodes in the promo segment as well. Never said his name, but we can assume Never said his name. Cody Rhodes. We can assume that it was Cody Rhodes. But yeah, but, Darby, fantastic. I'm so excited for this matchup. If Sting, if this is exactly what Sting wanted his retirement to be about, he couldn't have asked for a better two, a better tag team to go out with. The Bucks are gonna they're gonna make him look like a million bucks. And I think the Young Bucks will win this match. They're, you know, I think it's 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 kind of predictable, but also you could have Sting win his last match. But Sting's an old school kind of guy. He's probably gonna go with the um the usual route that all these guys go, where you lose your last match and he gets pinned on his way out to put the talent over. I actually have Sting and Darby retaining their belts and then Sting really? leaving the belt in the middle of the ring after. But that's for another episode when we do our pay-per-view predictions. 
Um, moving on from this, we had Hangman Adam Page, Samoa Joe, and Swerve Strickland in-ring segment, building for their world title match at the pay-per-view. Just, I just want it now. I just want oh, it wow. now. All three of them could feasibly win this matchup, no matter which way you look. I would still have Joe retain, just because he just won the belt from MJF not too long ago. And I think Swerve and Hangman, we're going to get like a best of seven or something with them. This is a five-star match in the making. I really think it's going to be modeled like Joe's uh, triple threat match in TNA that he had with uh, Daniels and Angle. Uh, not Daniels and Angle, Daniels and Styles, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know what you're thinking of. <laughs> but um, I really think that, you know, the promo segment was fantastic. The one thing I could rule out is I don't think Hangman Page is winning the title. But I could see Swerve winning the world title. He's incredibly over. He's the best he's ever been. And if you really want to, you know, Revolution is kind of like a, a new step for the company. They got, you know, Will Ospreay starting. Mercedes coming in a couple weeks. The possibility of Kazuchika Okada coming in. Take this company to the next level. It could be putting the title on Swerve. But Samoa Joe's a great champion. I do think he will retain. But... It, it, I do like this because you you could see Swerve winning. I think this feud has been so well done that these two men are so obsessed with each other that Samoa Joe doesn't even have to be pinned to lose the title. It could be Hangman taking the pin. It could be Swerve taking the pin. This is this promo segment was great. I'm I'm excited for this. What we're gonna get into real quick: Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. Good match. That's it. Good match. Yeah. That's Good match. It. Yeah. Good match. I, I did still see. Interference? Stokely, yes. I do think this is leading to Megan Bain, actually. Yes. So on Twitter. So Megan Bain, if you guys don't have never heard of her, um, very, very excellent women's wrestler. She had a great run in stardom. AEW kind of lent her to that company to let her build herself up. She wrestled a couple matches on Dark back when Dark was a thing. Her finisher is a tombstone pile driver. I don't know if it still is, but at that time it was. And she's just massive. She's got a big presence. She's going to be a game changer. And then with all these big women signings they got, they got Deanna, Mercedes, Jamie Hayter hopefully coming back. You're going to have Megan Bain, the women's division. This is an all-time hike. Camille as well, yes. Almost forgot about her. It's just, it's a lot to look forward to. All right, so we went through everything on this show except for two matches that I think both of them were just excellent. We had Adam Copeland versus Daniel Garcia. Great matchup. Adam actually played a little bit of a heel during the commercial break. People, The people really wanted Garcia. I really did. It could have gone either way. They ended in the DQ. They Looks like they took out Adam Copeland for the time being. They hit him with a concerto. So, um, this... Yeah, good match overall. I thought once the finish happened, I was like, oh, come on. I, I wanted to see this kind of play out. But uh, they did the the uh, ending segment so great that I was like, all right, like I, I could get into this. Um, Adam Copeland got hit with a concerto after Nick Wayne uh, broke up the match and ended in a DQ. Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. Um, kill switch. Kill switch, Eamon. Kill switch. Um <laughs> And then uh, Daddy Magic tried to get involved and, and save uh, Garcia and Copeland, but then uh, 
Hill Switch, Attack Daddy Magic, and uh, Christian hit Edge with the concerto. So, um, me, do you think Edge is out long term, or do you think this is a triple threat as well for the TNT Championship? In my reaction, which I'm going to insert right here. Roll, 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 roll. No, we're getting a triple threat. <laughs> oh, baby, we didn't call that one. I thought it was going to be a triple threat match, but then I really thought about it. If Since they hit him with the concerto, I think this opens up Garcia versus Christian, and you could always revisit Edge versus Garcia down the line. You could always go back to Edge and Christian, but I think for now, at least for two weeks, Copeland's going to be out. Have let Garcia have this matchup here against Christian. Have let Cope do his open challenge, the Cope Ope against Okada or whoever he wants. And... I could see um Garcia having the singles, winning the title with help by Copeland, which Cope's uh, motivation would be that it's not about the TNT title; it's about Christian. And then they could have their big singles blow off match, possibly at a. Uh, Double or nothing, or uh, maybe big business. Let's go to the main event of this this insane episode of Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what, <laughs> I'm this just was crazy. There. They wanted to restore the feeling. They did. This was crazy because I was looking on Twitter this week, Nick, and I saw that it was Matt Taven versus Orange Cassidy. I'm like, oh, that you know makes sense. And then I look up and it says Texas Death Match. I'm like, why? <laughs> that was for it because I mean, it's going to be great. And it was freaking awesome. It was such a good match. This The, the only things you need to know is, is that they did a spot earlier on in the beginning. Like it started off a little slow and then they bring in the table. I think Cassidy went through the table up by the ramp, I think it was. By the ramp. By the ramp. And then from there, you know, they set up another table by the announce table. Matt Taven, and this clip's going to be replayed for, like, at least... It's going to be replayed for the whole next year, at least. You took a nasty bump. This was nasty. through that table. And just the visual of both of them bleeding after that. Like, Cassidy was bleeding more than Mox. I've never seen was Cassidy he, bleed this was much. Was he cut open, or did he bleed? I didn't see. I'm sure he cut... He must have gotten cut open. I don't think... He, Somebody blading, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it, so I wasn't really sure where he got cut. But it was just that that one bump, and then you get uh, Cassidy going under the ring, getting his little chocolates out from Chucky e. T. But no, they're not chocolates; they're actually thumbtacks. <laughs> I love Tony Schiavone's line. Well, first of all, I got to mention the commentary tonight was fantastic. Oh my but... god, these guys were they were on crack tonight. It was great. But but uh. When he uh, showed the uh, box of chocolates, which ended up being uh, thumbtacks, Tony Schiavone was like, Chuck and T! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but, and does um, this make me, from earlier in the show, does it make me a bad person that I wanted to see Schiavone get uh, the EVP trigger from the box? Oh, I, we forgot to mention that. I know, I'm just thinking, does it make me a bad person that I actually wanted to see it happen? I... I so did I. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> dude, that segment was good, but continuing on this main event, 
Trent came out with flowers, but no, it wasn't flowers. It was a steel pipe. It was a steel pipe. They had him hit Mike Bennett, who got involved in the match. Bennett was also um, cut open for some reason. And it was, it was and, great. And then Taven just threw the chair at, <laughs> at Trent. <laughs> and it gave me flashbacks, flashbacks to this. To, flashbacks yeah, to the match. <laughs> to um, the War Dogs versus um, the uh, United Empire. Yeah, we both just watched this matchup on New Japan World. Oh boy, too much to talk about. It was just, it was, it was whack. That's all I could say. But at the end of the day, it was a great match. But during this match, Nick, tell tell them, tell the fans what they announced in a, well, the most random matchups I've ever seen. But I'm all for it. Was it announced during the the show, or was it, it was announced, announced during? I think it was. It might have been announced during the women's match. It was during the women's match. I just looked at it because I have a picture. I sent it to Tim. So the matchup that <laughs> that we're getting next week is Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage going up against the trio of Hook, Hangman, Adam Page, and RVD. Why is this not a Texas Tornado match? I don't know. It might. Turn why not? You know, but my God, this is just, this is, this is going to be cinema right here. RVD is doing great work. You know, Hangman, they, they used an old picture of him for the graphic, actually. He doesn't have Everything the makes mustache. sense because Hook's feuding with Cage. Cage is a part of the Mogul Embassy with Swerve. Swerve, Joe, and Hangman are feuding. And then Hook's tag team partners with RVD, so that makes sense. It, it's... It, it all makes sense, and Tony has the roster of his dreams, and is like, "Hey, let's just get this random six man tag, which is like, going to be insane." <laughs> and I, I mean, this is uh, they, they, it feels like twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one dynamite to where we're just getting banger matches every week, and again, just like the Taven uh, Orange Cassidy match, I just know this is going to be fantastic. No, th- this is going to be great, and other matchups we have for next week again. We do have FTR versus Moxley and Claudio. They also announced for Rampage, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in, what was it, Extreme Rules? It's going to be a uh, no DQ. No DQ. Okay. So Jeff Hardy was off of what he called, um, what was it, like Rampage, um, Rampage Hell, we could say. Rampage, the Rampage verse. Rampage verse, whatever he called it. And he's building this heel persona. And now he's back on Rampage. But, I mean, it makes sense because it's a, it's in a different time slot. 7 o'clock and they, instead and, of 10. And they don't have a collision this week, so. No collision. So, I think this is going to, they're going to really make this a hefty episode. I think Hardy drops this matchup and we get more of a Brother Nero type character for him. Could be interesting. I mean, I mean, no GQ match between Sammy and uh, Jeff is going to be very good, you know. Hundred percent, and I'm I'm going to be watching this week. Will you? Oh yeah, yes. Rampage going to be great. It has been a pleasure having you on the podcast on this third episode of the Rambling Bat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing a podcast for a very long time. You said, Nick, do it, do it. I never did it, and now I did. It's only fair that you are the first guest that we've ever had. Eamon will be on here again, and everybody, let's just give it up. Thank you, Eamon, for popping on, and we'll be, I'm very happy to have you another time. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. <laughs>
have to understand how things are. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, what'd you guys think? Did Eamon do a good job? I think he did. And this podcast episode, this is a long time coming. Because me and him have been talking about doing an episode for a very long time. We came up with a bunch of mock names for a podcast that we could do. And we have conversations like this on the daily. So it just made sense to make an episode. And now that he's in one... He'll be in many more, along with many other guests that I'm going to be having. I'm going to have my brothers. I'm going to have some other cousins. I'm going to have some family members that don't watch wrestling. And then I'll have to explain wrestling to them, which is going to be very interesting. And I hope they don't sound a little, you know, a little nervous to be on a wrestling podcast. Don't be nervous, boys. If anything, I'm the nervous one here. But you can't even tell, can you? Nope, didn't think so. One person that I do want to bring up is my boy, Manny Vasquez. He is the host of the Top Ropes Talk podcast. He had me on his second episode, and I think it's only fair that I have him on a future episode as well. I know he's listening. Manny, we're going to make it happen. We're going to be doing a lot of collaboration. With that being said, this brings the third episode of the podcast to a close. I hope everybody enjoyed this in-depth conversation that I had today. And if you happen to miss this episode or missed any of the other episodes that we've done so far, I'm going to tell you where you can catch up. I have these episodes on the Instagram page at Rambling Bout Wrestling. They will be up on the YouTube page at Rambling Bout Wrestling. If I can figure out all the copyright issues, I'm still pissed off about that. And if you want just the audio version, they are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, anything that you want, I got. So thank you all for watching and listening, and I'll see you all on Tuesday. Let's keep rambling, everybody.